Hey there. Welcome back to the I'm Still Here Messages from the Other Side podcast with Tammy Lawrence Symbolisti. Many of us have lost loved ones, and it brings a significant change in our lives. Our loved ones, however, would want us to continue to live on, being that we are still here. It's important for us to take care of our mental health as we move forward. So our intention is to continue to discuss grief, but widening our focus so that we might discuss other ways to help us live our lives. My hope is you continue this journey along with us as we shift to explore our new world with our loved ones hidden by our sides. Hi there. I'm here today with Vivi Tai. She is a writer, truth seeker, healer, determined to live a free lifestyle regardless of others' opinions. At the end of 2017, she started a new life in Canada as an immigrant from Vietnam. She lives a nomadic van lifestyle with her dog, Marco. V helps others to find their path to freedom to live their own authentic selves. She is the author of Living Through Alchemy, a book which inspires and challenges you to understand the true nature of alchemy and how it can help you develop a deeper understanding of both yourself and the world. Hi, V. Hi, Tammy. Thank you for having me here. It's really my pleasure. Oh, I'm so glad that you could make some time for us. So let's get right into this. What brought you to a van in Nova Scotia? <laughs> 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 well, okay, we're gonna jump right into it. Let's jump. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a long story, but hopefully I can make it short within the time frame that we have. Um, so yes, right now uh, as we're recording, I'm actually still in my vein. Um, and I come to Nova Scotia. I actually started my van live in. Vancouver, BC, when I first came to Canada and I lived there for maybe two and a half years. Um, after that, uh, during COVID, I decided that, well, the job is not going to be um, uh, reliable. So I wanted to make that time to make the change and kind of do what I want to do um, to travel to really be a nomad and just kind of follow with uh, the flow of life and decide what is going to happen for me. And during that process, um, I learned a lot about esoteric teaching. I went through coaching and I learned about Reiki and that a lot of things that open my perspective and my life to a whole different direction. And so that's the reason why I started writing my book about my growth journey because as I let go of, um, uh, of my old expectation of what life was supposed to be and just kind of open my up to the possibilities and just see where life would take me and that's how it end up here and um I just kind of follow my guidance and my intuition like oh where I want to be and or where I want to go next uh and so I, my first year I was staying in Montreal and I really enjoyed that. I want to experience the, sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> I wanted to experience the, uh, French Canadian culture. And, uh, 
and the year after, I was like, well, maybe let's just go experience the, the maritime and see how it's like. And this is my second winter here in Nova Scotia. I, I really enjoyed it here. The people in the East Coast is really, really friendly. Um, the culture is definitely very different than the West Coast. Um, but it's a lot colder here. So um, I transitioned into seasonal van life instead of full-time all seasons van life like um, what I did in Vancouver. So uh, during the winter time, I'm kind of renting some places to stay just during the cold whenever it snows. So I'm still in that process of looking for a place to stay right now. Um, but the weather this year has not been that bad in Nova Scotia. So <laughs> I'm still hanging around in my van. <laughs> it's true. By the time this airs in January, we'll probably be saying something totally different. But right now, so far, the weather has been very pleasant, even in Ontario. So yeah, I think I'm but, glad yeah. it's the same, same out there as well. So moving into a van, what did your family think about that transition? Um, it was shocking for them at first, for sure. <laughs> I didn't really tell them in the beginning. <laughs> I just kind of like jumped right into doing van life. I Well, I actually kind of envisioned before I uh, immigrated to Canada, I knew that I would want to live in a van. I, I knew that I would want to travel around and I want to have like a private place for me and my dog because um, it's kind of difficult to find a place um, with a dog as well so having a van is kind of give me that flexibility just to move around and go wherever I want and have that time to be with my dog and um, and also to really have that time to be with myself as well because during that time I was kind of just like I wanted to um, spend more time doing my interests and follow my passion instead of just um, trying to work full time and make money. But it's not something that my family can really understand because they come from a very conservative, traditional uh, point of view. But for me, I have lived in um, U.S. for uh, almost half of my life. So I was kind of like a little bit detached from uh, my my family. And I grew up here uh, partially. So I, uh, I got to understand the Western culture. So it's a bit more... Um, I, I would say it's, it's a bit more easygoing and it's just not as conservative as my family. So it was possible for me to, you know, envision that van life and just travel and have an adventure. But for my family, is they think it's a little bit too crazy. <laughs> even even my my oldest brother. Um, he came to visit me in Vancouver after about one year in van life. And I kind of didn't really tell my mom anything. 
<laughs> so she didn't really know because I knew that it would be shocking for her. Uh, so, but my when my brother came visit here and he saw me living in a van and he was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> like are you homeless?" <laughs> Like, I am um, in my home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he he wasn't really happy about it, and so he went back and told my mom the way I was living, and it got her really anxious and worried. Uh, so he she tried to call me almost every week, and um, and and tried to convince me to go back to. You know, a normal apartment life, and she's like, "I could support you if you want. I could send you some money." But I was, but my response was, "No, I didn't want any of that. I I wanted to have this experience. Um, I I wanted to have an adventure of my life and try to figure out um who I am and where I am. Like I." Because my background was in engineering, and my mom was keep pushing me, like, you should go back to be an engineer. Like, you got two degrees, and <laughs> and I pay a lot of money for your um, tuition, and now you're not going back to be an engineer anymore. And now you want to go wander around and just do odd jobs. And I was like, yeah, that's really what I want to do because. Um, I I couldn't really see myself being an engineer anymore. I just felt I just felt like that path of my life um was a wrong path and it wasn't a path that uh that could be led by my heart, by my passion because I didn't have any passion for it. So I like during this during the van lifestyle, I set out to just do whatever that I feel like interests me, and so I just apply to do whatever random jobs I feel curious about um, that I want to learn, and that's what I did. And I had a lot of fun with it, um, and it's it's got me to really understand that because I enjoy doing these things, even though it doesn't get paid as much as. Um, you know, an engineering job or like a stable, but I actually did very well, and I was really happy with the the results, and I I was able to have like a very um, pleasant workplace where I get along with everyone, the manager and my coworkers, and I love the job and everything. So because I follow my passion and my interest, and that's what it led me there. Um, but during COVID, it um, everything kind of fell apart, um, and cause you lose your job. And during that time, I already started thinking about having my own um, venture, and I just wanted to do my own things because um, entrepreneurship has always been something that I want to try out in my life. Um, because I, I want to be independent, I don't want to be uh, dependent on employer, dependent on someone else. And I think in order for me to um, succeed in um, in in my career, I always have a nagging feeling that I have to do something different. I have to do something um, that is 
up to my highest potential. And the job that I was in, it was fun um, and it was pleasant, but it was, I didn't feel like, um, I, I felt like I was hitting the ceiling and I didn't feel like I could go further with it. I, I didn't feel like it's really a lie with my purpose because it's, it seems more like um, a treaty kind of job. And I, I wanted something more and I didn't know what that was until I have to break away from it. So the way that I did made me a bit um, disruptive. And it was because of COVID as well, because it just pushed everyone to go in a different direction. Um, but it, even after everything uh, opened up, like they asked me to come back and I said, no, I, I don't feel like I want to come back anymore because I feel like I need to really follow my calling here. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I just have to give it a try. Um, so maybe that uh, a, a little bit reckless to some people to take such um a jump just like jump up a ship <laughs> instead of just taking like a small step you can do like a full-time job and you know do some other uh like whatever interests your passion on the side until it fully develops but for me I was like no I'm just gonna jump right <laughs> and of course my, my family wasn't happy about it it's definitely a leap of faith for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um and to travel during COVID, it was very challenging. Um but at the same time is very uh tranquil and solitude at the same time because there's not a lot of people around. Um so you can get a lot of that quiet time um in nature and and that's what get me to reconnect more with nature and the surrounding. And um, even during COVID, I, I felt like I had the best time, the best year of my life in 2020. <laughs> so I, I definitely didn't regret that at all. Um, my In my perspective, I do feel like I do have a certain vision about my life, um, but I keep myself open to how life would unfold for me because sometimes it's just taking me to so many, so many different turns and twists and it's always very surprising and sometimes it's a lot better than what I envision for myself because um this man life wasn't what I initially had in the beginning. What I wanted was just say like, traveling life from different country to country uh, to be that kind of nomad. But it's actually better than what I envisioned back then to have this uh, van lifestyle and so many adventures on the road and so many people that I met it really changed me as a person um, and it allows a lot of healing to take place as well because um, it allows me to be more in nature and to be more in quiet and to get more in touch with um, Mother Earth and I think that was the reason why um, I, I felt different in myself 
because of of this lifestyle and the choices that I made back then. And you were asking me about um, when you wrote me the email. You were asking me about um, uh, just to live without other people' opinion. And I think this my lifestyle is one of that. <laughs> um, so as and I I didn't know why I just felt like this is what I had to do regardless of what my family think of me because I was a very people pleasing person when I lived in the US um and because I I wanted to please my my family my parents make them proud of me that's why I uh I went for um, engineering major and tried to become an engineer and tried to get higher up in my status and my education. Um, it it did give me a lot of valuable lessons, but it wasn't something that I really wanted for myself. I wasn't really sure what I wanted either, so I just kind of follow what. Um, everyone thinks and what the society really decides what best. Um, and so, but that didn't really work out for me and it turned out very, um, a traumatic failure. So, uh, I, I, after that, after, after that failure, I just decided that I'm not going to take that route anymore and I have to do something else different and I really have to um, follow my heart and follow my passion because pleasing other people hurt me <laughs> um, and so that's the reason why when I had this idea of being a nomad event life um, and I I decided I'm I'm just going to do it and regardless what other people think of me, uh, whether they think I'm homeless or not, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, and so eventually my family did turn around and my dad actually thinks it's pretty cool, but my mom is still taking her time to accept it. <laughs> um, but she's a lot better than several years ago and I, right now I'm about four and a half years into my van life and I I thoroughly enjoy the traveling lifestyle mm -hmm. but yeah so how, what advice do you give to others on being able to move forward in life without basing every decision you make on other people's opinions well what I did was I I had a time, I went through a time where I had to shut out all people's voices. And I just spent a lot of time traveling and just being in nature by myself. Um, and that's kind of go like through phases, like kind of up and down. When I was in Vietnam and when I lived with my family, because I am Asian, so I have a pretty big family. We all live together. So it can get very noisy. 
um, not just noisy, like physical noise, you know, like other people's opinions all the time. And it gets very frustrated for me. So I had to um, take my time away from everyone and just kind of get quiet and get to feel. Like for me, I don't really hear anything, but maybe you can hear your inner voice or just really feel um, what you really want and where you really want to go um, without having so many opinions around. <laughs> and for me, that was how it, um, I make important decisions. Right now, I don't have those distortions like people noises all the time because I live on my own so all decisions I have to make um, by myself and sometimes it can be yes very difficult because your logical mind always try to jump in there and try to make everything logical um, not that logic is a bad thing but sometimes um, to make important life decisions, you kind of need to tune into your heart and um, what it feels like. And sometimes it's hard to know what it feels like if we don't have that quiet space for ourselves. And so um, that's, that's what I would suggest um, everyone to do if they need to make important decisions. For me, I think because living the van life, it has really trained me <laughs> to kind of do that because I'm just kind of like, oh, every day I, I was like, I feel like I want to go there. I feel like I want to go here or where I want to travel. I kind of just go with the flow. And sometimes it, it brought me to so many synchronicity, beautiful synchronicities. So that's, that's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> So I, I think it's just a matter of practicing intuition and just tune into um, your your feeling, your heart. Like because when we have other people around, like we have the tendency to kind of compromise and not sometimes not just really people pleasing, but more like I. I want to make things work with everyone, so I have to compromise. And um, so sometimes we get, we don't get to really feel and do what we do, what we want to do. And so to have that separate um, solitude a long time, I think is is so essential uh, for ourselves in order to um, to to know what to go and where to go in our life. So I guess that's why we have to do meditation. But it doesn't have to be like just sit along and do meditation. You feel bored doing that. Just like taking a walk in nature and taking... Um, that, that's what I do every day, going on walks with my dogs. <laughs> and just um, and I don't listen to anything. I kind of just tune into my feelings and... Uh, and just kind of like sometimes I can really get lost in my thoughts because my mind is really active but if there's anything that I want to resolve like I tune into that and to that issue and see what it feels for me um, so sometimes I do that on a walk and sometimes I do that during meditation 
Um, but another thing that really emphasized my intuition is to Ricky actually because um, I remember that I I wasn't a very intuitive person. I was a very logical person. But after having my Reiki attunement, I felt like there's a sense of stronger intuition. I just felt like there's a nudge for me to go travel and um, and leave Vancouver and I needed to do something. I needed to go to East and I didn't know what it was. It just feel like a really strong pull just kind of out of nowhere. Um, and I, I wasn't sure that I wanted to leave Vancouver at that time, but that just like stirring feeling that just kind of come up. I, so I just, I just went with it and I just follow it. Um, so, I, I think that was one of the advantage, one of the benefits of uh, of Reiki that helped me with um, increasing my intuition. And a, a lot of time, it was also because I spent so much time alone in nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually know someone else that is the nomadic lifestyle. They are in a trailer. And he was saying that it's just the most beautiful thing to wake up every morning surrounded by the birds and the trees and the solitude. And, and he just said he loves it. Absolutely loves it. But he does, yes. he does winter in his trailer as well. <laughs> yes, for sure. That is actually one of my favorite moments in van life. <laughs> sometimes like my view out of the windows changes. Sometimes I have mountains view and the ocean view and oh my gosh it just and you check go out and take a walk outside by the ocean by the water um by the cape it's it's the best thing ever actually so i i absolutely agree with that and i do a lot of videos that showing people oh my gosh this is like what you get to what what you get to wake up to in the morning you know is as such, I find that to be a privilege to have that kind of um, uh, the the solitude and that peace and tranquility because not many people get to have that unless if you are a millionaire and you have like <laughs> a big house is a beautiful view. But I I still get to have like a million dollar view with my van. So yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So talk a little bit about your book, uh, Living Through Alchemy. So how does it inspire and challenge people to understand themselves more? So when I wrote my book, my intention was to help people um, to understand the growth process through the alchemical framework because alchemy literally means transformation change is the um, if you can envision the metamorphosis process that's what alchemy is like is to uh, transform one object into another object in another form but in our human body 
what that metaphor means is to transform our heavy self into a lighter self, like from um, uh, a caterpillar into a butterfly, something lighter that you can fly. Okay? And so that's what alchemy is like. But this specific process for it, there's seven steps, seven stages that you have to go through in order to transform um, yourself to be that butterfly. Like even if you look into the metamorphosis itself, um, the, the stages of the caterpillar transform into the butterfly. There are also seven stages and that's also in the framework of alchemy. Like if you look into nature, um, everything transforms in, um, in these stages. And so it's a very natural process and we are part of nature. So we are also part of that process. We only don't transform and grow um, when we inhibit that. And so we tend to keep going into the circle ourselves. And that's why we create the circle of suffering. And we just keep repeating the same lessons all the time. So having the awareness of these stages of alchemy help us to kind of bring ourselves um, in a higher perspective so we can get out of that victim mentality and um, understand where life is at this moment and what we can do in order to um, get out of that stuckness, like get out of that mud. And um, so when I learned about the process of alchemy, I could literally envision everything that I went through um, in a much higher perspective. And then I understood like, why everything happened to me that way. Um, and when I have that, perspective it was so much easier for me to uh, forgive everything that hurts me because now I understand why everything had to happen like that so that I could um, you know get myself up here and I had to learn those lessons because it is valuable for me to um, to share these lessons and to implement it for something else more useful later in my life um, and so, and I, I thought that this is the knowledge that everyone um, need to know and need to understand because it was so helpful for me to, um, when I have that perspective, it was helpful for me to kind of detach myself from um, a lower point of view and just uh, is in, in, the, um, uh, in the mentality uh, victim mentality perspective so that I can get out of that circle and I can go and I can move forward. Um, so having awareness is, of course, the most important and the number one thing um, in any kind of spiritual practice. That's why in meditation, um, in Buddhism, they always ask you to observe yourself when you do meditation because um but in order to have a much higher 
like the, that bird view point, you need to have this knowledge so that you can observe yourself in a much um, higher viewpoint so that you can see everything. Because when you're in the lower level, you don't see everything that's play out and what it, it means to help you to grow as a person. Um, because in the in the lower ground, you can always say, oh, this person hurt me. And that actually, uh, why does that have to happen to me? You know, and so I that's why I think um, it's essential for everyone to really understand alchemy. And it, it's just a basic knowledge in um, esoteric teaching. It can go very deep and it can be very complicated, but... It can be a just simple as just um, doing your inner work and transform yourself one step at a time. Mm, yeah, which is not simple normally. <laughs> <laughs> it, it can be, yeah, it can be pretty difficult. <laughs> not so many people uh, want to do the shadow work because it's very heavy and intense and it's hard to look at our ego and it's hard to... Um, even look at our shadow and admit that we are wrong sometimes. Um, so it, it takes a lot of uh, I, courage and, um, and determination to do the, the inner work, that's for sure. And, and so that's... To, sorry to cut you off. I'm trying to um, invite that part of you to come along on your journey because it's as valuable as our higher self in that we it's all about balance right yes yes for sure it's all about balance and that's part of the um the practice in alchemy too like everything has to be in balance and there's always going to be a polarity there's always going to be duality and so um there's no wrong or no right is um, everything is neutral and so everything has to be come back to that balance mm, and I think that's probably the thing that people struggle with the most is everything is neutral yeah yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> right um yeah it's because you have to get yourself back to the center where you can some people think that, so what's the point that, uh, that I'm not allowed to be happy? Like, I'm not allowed to be like, yes, you can. But the point of getting yourself back to center so you not like swing yourself so far low. So you have to gain enough strength, like practice enough to gain enough strength and be aware of your um, emotional body so that when things hit you, uh, like you, you, you have you know tools and 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 strength in order to get yourself back up to that balance. It's not like oh, you you're not allowed to have um uh happiness or joy. It it doesn't mean that way. Is like when we stay centered, is we can um we can raise our vibration to joy and happiness much easier. Yeah. Absolutely. If someone wanted to find you, where would we send them? Um, I do have a website. So it's called livingthroughalchemy.com. It's also the title of my book. And from 
uh, from there, they can also find me on social media as well. I'm active on Instagram and YouTube. So my YouTube channel, um, I do share a bit about my van life and my adventures. And um, uh, Instagram is where I'm more active. But I have been taking my time away from social media just to focus more on my healing um just to do a bit more of my inner work and because i'm in the process of transitioning right now so but i am active on when all of this is done i'll be active on instagram and youtube again so my youtube channel is called personal growth through van life and my uh, instagram is v.v.thai so that vi dot vi dot thai. That's great. Thank you so much. And we'll put this information in the show notes so that you can just go and click over and have a have a look at uh, V and what she's up to. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today, V. We really appreciate it, and it's just been wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Tammy. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We're grateful to our guests for sharing their experience and their knowledge with us. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others who might find it helpful. Be sure to follow up our links on social media, which were offered in the show notes. A special shout out to Kevin McLeod and Incomputech for our background music entitled Happy Dreams. Wishing you a fabulous day.